Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. Well, the Queen passed away, and now we have King Charles III, who not only has a nice big crown on his head, but he's also gone and inherited his mother's wealth, worth a combined £17 billion. The vast majority of this wealth has been passed down over nearly a thousand years, rather than being created by the last generation. It consists almost entirely of century-long ownership of land and property across the country and even the seabed around the British Isles. Now, with the ownership dating back to at least 1066, which was during the Norman conquest of Britain. In the UK's former colony of America, the new elites have been doing a similar thing with Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Ray Dalio, Ted Turner, and the like quietly buying up huge swathes of farmland. It's not just billionaires that are doing it. Wall Street have been buying up land as well. A lot of this is to do with food security as the world increasingly moves away from agrarian societies towards urbanization. But land has also been an excellent hedge against monetary debasement and inflation. The accumulation of land as a form of generational wealth has also been reflected in pop culture with shows such as Yellowstone. Now, at its core, Yellowstone, the show, is really about a land battle. It's a western set in the modern day, about a 150-year-old ranching dynasty in Montana, with the patriarch, John Dutton, fighting to retain control of one of the largest ranches in America. The ranch is land passed down from six generations of Duttons, but this now sought after by developers and the neighbouring Native Americans wanting to settle an historic score. But let's have a look at some other assets as a source of generational wealth. Stocks can be a great way to generate wealth, but it's hard to think of many companies that are 100 years old and still really relevant today. Businesses live in a world of constant innovation and change, with the top 10 companies in the world changing over time. The old guard of banking and finance has recently given way to tech stocks such as Amazon, Apple and Google. 
Holding on to a portfolio of stock without at least some form of knowledge and management is likely to result in declining returns. Now let's have a look at the precious metal market then. In particular, gold. Now that's got over a 5,000 year history as a monetary metal and a store of value. This is increasingly being bought up by the sovereign wealth funds, India, China, and Russia as a trust in the fact that the US dollars in decline. While effectively remaining flat over the last 10 years, gold is a legitimate store of wealth with a high stock to flow ratio. In other words, what we mean here is the global supply of gold inflates relatively slowly at around 2% compared to around 15% for what we call fiat currency. Let me just explain what fiat currency is or fiat money. Now, this is a government-issued currency that is not backed by commodities such as gold. The term is actually derived from Latin and it basically translates as it shall be. So fiat currencies only have value because the government maintains that value. Now, the problems with fiat currency systems is that the money is no longer a store of wealth on its own. The ability of the central bankers to print endless amounts erodes its value over time. Now, this is super clear in America, where the economy currently makes up around 25% of global gross domestic product. We had a show on what GDP was. You might want to look back at that. Now, this GDP has fallen from around 40% in the 1960s. But the US dollars are still used in 80% of global trade. Given a long enough timeline, global reserve currencies have always failed, lasting on average around about 100 years. So, we see that the US dollar has been the reserve currency for around 80 years, and so now it's getting a little bit long in the tooth. In Australia, the money supply has been increasing to around 9.5% each year. If we were to divide stocks, gold or property, it would surprise most to find that the value of all of these hasn't grown over the long term. The one exception is property, when it's purchased with leverage. The use of leverage has been one of the easiest way to circumvent this problem. A well-selected property portfolio has traditionally been and will continue to be one of the best ways for us Australians to build our wealth. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Clever Investor podcast. If you like the show, please hit the like button. Tell your friends about it. It's the best way for us to grow the audience and for you and your friends and your family to actually grow their wealth 
and grow their knowledge base. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you again next week for another edition of The Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to The Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.